everyone and welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host, Leanne the Barefoot Medium, and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you and be able to bring you channeled information from spirit, source, the divine, universe, God, whoever it is you call it, to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Before we get started with this episode, like always, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I stand and on which my guest stands and pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from all around the world. Kick off your shoes, take some deep breaths into your heart space as we dive into this juicy topic today and really imagine yourself connecting in with you, connecting in with what you need as we step into this beautiful connected conversation with my guest, Erica Bigelow, on Is Self-Love Selfish? Hi, Erica. Hey. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Now, Erica is from Living and Loving Life and is a life coach who helps people to find their balance spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and socially, as well as find the answers to their problems. Erica, can you share with everyone a little bit about your story and how you came to be doing the work that you're doing? Um, Okay, so yes, like you mentioned, I am a certified life coach. I do help people um, find that self-love and confidence. Um, I clearly didn't start there. I had a background of multiple different careers, you know, trying to figure out what my step is, um, but always been in this, like um, a role of helping. So if it's office manager, I would be helping, you know, orchestrate the office but not only that doing that job I was always helping more than I knew I was doing if that makes any sense so it was almost as if I was born to do the life coaching I just finally figured out what my path is and now I'm you know um, perfecting my craft so I'm here now and I'm really excited and don't know where this is going to go but I'm ready for the ride Awesome. And tell me a little bit about your journey with self-love, because I know that's our topic today. And I know that a lot of listeners might be a little bit hesitant with that topic because we hear it said all the time, don't we? Love yourself first and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so tell me a little bit about your journey with self-love. So for myself, I think I had self-confidence and self-love a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, pouring confidence and being a confident person and showing up confident, you know, um, says you're, you have self-love. But until I was more mindful and aware of what my negative talks were and all of those other things, I came to realize that I actually don't love myself as much as I portray myself to be so I actually my son the kind of love that I felt for my son opened up a whole nother avenue or perspective for me to know like oh wow this love thing is real and it can go into levels and deepness and how deep can I really get 
So on my journey of trying to figure out myself, I started to realize how real the self-love was and how much it helped and made me be more of a positive person, be able to have that compassionate and that kindness for other people. But it had to start with me doing it for myself. You know, it's like something you need to learn how to do, which, which you use yourself as that example. And then you can go ahead and put it out to the rest of the world. So that's why when people say self-love is selfish, I'm like, no, actually it's a very selfless act because if you don't know how to do it, you won't be able to be doing it properly for anyone else. Yeah. And I love that you talk about that being a journey um, and you can go deeper and more, get more connected with self as you go on mm -hmm. that journey because, mm -hmm. you know, like you, you know, self-love for me has been a, a journey and I had to learn how to uh, appreciate and accept every single part of me, the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the, mm -hmm. the selfish, the selfless. Um, mm -hmm. All of that is part of loving ourselves authentically and accepting ourselves authentically. And we can't step into accepting someone else or admiring or appreciating and having affection for someone else unless we're able to do it for ourselves yeah and yeah. a lot of people often fixate or focus on others outside of themselves mm -hmm. and help support give love unconditionally and all of those things kind of that rescuer thing right yeah right. rather than exactly. doing the deep work on themselves well, because essentially, so the way our minds work, which is really fascinating, is anything traumatic that tries to forget. But the truth is, it's not forgotten. It's in your subconscious, and it just shows up in different aspects or different avenues of your life. So unless you actually go and dig deep and have those painful moments and let yourself have emotional um, ups and downs, roller coasters, and just figuring it out and make sense of it, you, you just don't even know where to start. Yeah, and I like how you mentioned that because, you know, the, that those thoughts and those stories that we tell ourselves do show up in our world and it's whether we're conscious and present to it and aware of it and willing to take the steps to feel. And I think that's a really big thing for people. We can mm -hmm. often logically understand you know people say love yourself first we can understand what that means on a logical level and a mental level how do we feel that exactly. because love is a feel it's mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. a thing you have to be experience body and experience yeah. yeah right yeah so i i like to tell my clients because it's very deep and so I don't like to lose people. So it's steps for you to get into that deeper level thinking, which meditation helps, you know, uh, clearing out chaotic situations or toxic situations, all of those things kind of help you to clear that space to have more clarity, right? So this is all part of the work that needs to come into. It's part of the journey. But I like to explain it in layman terms of like having a New York steak, right? You think that's the best thing ever. But until you actually taste the filet mignon, you don't know what you're missing. 
So it's like not seen, not heard. I don't even know what is out there to look for. But when you start to feel just little pieces of it, it's like I, it's like I walk in a mansion, right? And I'm like, I only opened this one door and this one door feels so amazing. I can't wait to open all the other ones, you know? Like each door gets even more amazing. And that's the thing that I feel like I want everybody to feel that. And when I feel that, I don't have a space to be mean or not patient or not kind because I feel so good. I can be good for you as well, you know? So that's what I tried to explain, but it's work and it's a journey. It, it's not something you can just say, you know what, today is the day I'm going to do it. It's constant and I'm still learning. But what I'm also learning is the deeper I go, the more I get to just enjoy the little things that are free and I was missing out on so much, just everything, you know? So that's why I'm so passionate about it is because the world could really be, I know this sounds so cliche, a better place if people just loved a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's really important to acknowledge because how do we love more and that, that loving more and putting that out into, you know, everybody else that we share life with whether it's mm -hmm. you know friends family partner children clients colleagues all of that or just our community in general then mm -hmm. you know love is the seed that allows us to grow into more of who we are and the reality is we're all here to learn to love ourselves more and to learn to love more and so yeah. It requires, you know, and, and I think sometimes people forget love is an action. It's not something that you chase after. It's something mm -hmm. that you be and you. It's within you. Right. It's within you. Yeah. You love is, we are love. That love is love, you know, and the more you embrace it, embody it, the more it's just like, and it's the way it works is just like, I'm not, I'm doing things effortlessly. It's not like I'm consciously thinking, oh, you need to be more compassionate. It's just the way, the freer your heart is, the, the less you feel so heavy, yeah. it's just, it just comes. And then it's just, a, um, you know, you put out good and it just automatically good just starts floating in. And you're like, what, why, why, how? And it's just, it's magic. It's magic. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is. It is. And so, you know, come on, what's kind of popping into my mind and is, is things around judgment. We often mm -hmm. judge ourselves, which prevents us from lo loving ourselves more. And you mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of things like, you know, we can be stubborn, we can be feel frustrated or, or we can be focused in on what's wrong and not what's right. And so we often jump into that mental space of judging ourselves as being wrong or not good enough or not worthy or not whatever or too much mm -hmm. on the mm -hmm. other end of the scale, which is, you know, I'm, I'm too much for people or I'm too this or I'm too that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I often find that, one of the biggest blocks to self-love is judgment. And the problem is, is that, like, again, it's the subconscious. It's these thoughts and 
things that people have said to you throughout life that you haven't dealt with and you kind of just shoved in the back. But when you're trying to do something or let's say you want to start a business or even read a book, all of these narratives that people have placed on you come into what in, in the way. And that's typically what it is. It's just the, the fears or what everybody else has said you are is what you said. Okay, this is what I have to be. But if you actually take this a minute and take that time for yourself to figure out who you are, you can go so much further. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the problem is a society, especially with the internets and stuff is people are like, I have to look like this. I have to have this. And that's great that that's their life. And I'm, I'm not here to judge or tell someone it's right or wrong, but it's not your life. You need to figure out what works for you. What's your unique story? What are your hobbies? What do you like? What is your favorite color? Simple things. You know, that if you sat down and asked people, they don't have, what makes you happy? People don't know. That's the first question I ask anybody that comes, what makes you happy? Actually, Erica, I don't know. You know, when they start to think about it, they're like, well, Instagram says it's happy if you travel around the world. Okay. But does that work for you? Do you want to travel? Do you like planes? Do you like being in hotels? You know, did you take the seat to ask yourself and give yourself that space to really marinate to see what it is you want? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, those, those places where we're judging or comparing or doing those things are really just opportunities to pour more love into that space, really. Yeah. And, you know, I love that you talk about what makes you happy because, that's that's often one of the things I ask my clients the same is if you don't know what happy is or what love is for you what is love for you it Mm -hmm. can be different for every one of us I I often say to people go and sit somewhere and watch people and observe people and study what happiness looks like sounds like and feels like for you Mm -hmm. what or what does love look like sound like and feel like if someone's loving themselves and and really embodying that what are they doing how are they being Mm -hmm. how are they moving in the world how what are they saying how are they showing up feel right yeah. And so often putting it in those practical terms allows you to learn what it is first. It's that awareness. Because people are moving in autopilot. They're just doing. They're doing what they need to do to survive, not taking a seat back and being present. Like, okay, what is my mood right now? I'm happy. Okay, happy because of what? What caused that happiness? So that you can continuously put yourself in those kind of situations to go ahead and trigger happiness more than you're triggering the negative and the sad. Yeah. 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 What's another one of the biggest blocks that you find for people around self-love? Not feeling good enough. And it really and the unfortunate thing, and this is another one of my passions, is that generational curse. And I don't want to point any fingers. I think that people were just put here and trying to figure it out. So generation after generation, people have tried, you know, you're going to try and fail. Um, But I also don't think people have taken enough responsibility and seeing, okay, listen, I'm a mom. The generation before me didn't work. I felt like this made me uncomfortable. This didn't work. Let's try to change it a little bit. I think more or less people, it's easier for people to just copy and paste versus challenge themselves to be better. So it's a catch 22 for me because I, I feel like 
they don't have much to blame, but I also feel like you still need to take some kind of responsibility of seeing something wrong and not wanting to do anything about it. Yeah. But unfortunately, it usually comes from childhood stems or if you've come in contact with teachers that don't really want to be teachers, certain things like that matter, especially when they're very small, little things that you say, um, you know, little things with my son is one thing I will not allow them to say is he's bad. He's not bad. There's something going on and let me figure that out, but do not label him because that will immediately go in his brain. And then that's how he'll act. People are saying I'm bad. So let me start doing bad things to be who people are narrating me to be, you know? So I, you have to be very cautious on type of music you listen to shows you watch people you have around it all matters because your subconscious is recording and your conscious mind isn't really that aware of what how much it really is your day-to-day yeah i love that because what what came to my mind is you know we all come into this world and we're birthed into this world as love and from love Absolutely. Yeah. And so as that, that, that baby, that soul that comes into the world, we journey from that Mm -hmm. moment. I mean, we journey before and after as well. Um, We journey from that moment in this physical world through who we surround ourselves with and we pick up on their story around Mm -hmm. what love looks like, sounds like, feels like. And we can unconsciously create that because that's what we're taught it is just through our observations and our experiences Mm -hmm. like you talk about with your son. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to love and worthiness and deservedness, right, later in life, often, you know, I do a lot of work with people in relationship and, Often relationship patterns can be passed down through generation to generation. And if you saw mum putting everybody else's needs before her own, then self-love is selfish because that's the story and the pattern and the, and Mm -hmm. the mentality that you've taken on and that you've learned. And that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And I often say to my clients, don't judge it as right or wrong. It just is okay. And that's okay. Is that still the story you want to create for yourself? Right. And that's where you get empowered to make a choice and make a decision about what you want to teach your children or those around you Mm -hmm. about what love looks like, sounds like, and feels like for you and what you're comfortable with and changing some of those generational patterns and Mm -hmm. you know my mum was one that I've I worked on me I worked on me because I saw some of the things that you know she was always worried about people would would judge her around so it's been really interesting from me doing the work watching her then embrace some of those things so Mm -hmm. we have a bigger impact than we think yeah yeah. And uh, it's crazy that you say that because I'm human too, right? Um, so I, I do go into those spaces where um, I'm newly business owner, things are a little rocky, you know? Um, so there are times when I'm questioning, am I doing the right thing, you know? 
And then, um, like you started your show, you said you, you, different people pick for different things, but my thing is my God, right? So I feel like anytime I want to get in a space of like, is this the right thing? He shows up like, yes, it is. Please, I need you. Like, you know, and he starts throwing all these things. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. I can't, I won't question again, you know, but just like you said, it's a constant work thing. Um, even trying to have a, a good mindset, it's a practice. So there, it's always going to have that sometimes negative, but you have to just stop it right away. Like, no, you're right on the right path. And this is why, you know? So yeah, I, I mean, I, I wish I had started this journey a lot sooner, but I don't think I had the mature skills that I need where I am today, you know, and I, I say this to people like you, um, and they're always like, don't, don't beat yourself up about it because it wasn't your time then it's now and just embrace that now, you know, um, but I just feel like I missed out on so much of life being in that negative space and not seeing the positivity out of it and just always having a problem to every solution, you know, just negative Nancy. And I, that sucks. And so I don't want my son to start from negative Nancy and then realizing as he matures, like that's not the way to go. I want to try and have him do as much positive so he doesn't miss out on so much that life has to give. Yeah. And I think, I think it's really important when we are on a journey of self-love because that's what we're all here for, whether it's around love and relationships or business and career or finances or our physical body. Um, mm -hmm. you know, if you're on a journey to, to improve your physical health and well-being or if you want to bring in more financial resources or, or clients or whatever, just know that it's okay. Wherever you are is okay. Yeah. And the moment that you can step into acceptance of, you know, being negative is okay. Right. And, and when we take that judgment off and we accept, hey, I'm being really negative today and that's okay, awesome, it actually shifts and changes it really quickly compared mm -hmm. to, oh, my God, I've got to stop being negative. And, you know, yeah. you're kind yeah. of forcing it rather mm -hmm. than allowing it, which is a really different way of approaching changing yeah. our mindset to Absolutely. what we're taught. It's, mm -hmm. it's allowing ourselves to be authentic in all of who we are. Yeah. You know, things can get messy. Life is messy. Relationships yeah. are messy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's totally okay because guess what? On the other side of the mess is a nice, clean, beautiful space that is, yeah. is more loving and more True. kind and more of whatever it is that you want. So yeah. allow yourself to have more of that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one of, one of my things that I remember being told was that I wasn't good with money mm. yeah and so what I'd taken on was this pattern and this belief and this story about you're not good with money you can't manage money and then I'm stepping into a business and going I need money coming in and that's yeah. the reality of a business because if money's not coming in you're a charity not a business yeah yeah that's the truth and so I had to really sit back and go, okay, 
this story is not serving me. This story is not sitting right for me. What is it that I need to change? And what I discovered was that I didn't have the skills that I needed or the mm. tools to know how to manage money because mm. I'd never been taught. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was empowered myself and went, okay, well, in order to love me more, I need to learn that. And so yeah. I learned to manage money and I'm really good with money. <laughs> good. Compared to yeah. what it used to be. And mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting now that, that I often get clients that have businesses and are struggling around the, the allowing money in yeah yeah because we often attach our worthiness or our deservedness to external things like mm-hmm. I'll be worthy or I'll be loved or, or whatever value I have mm-hmm. and it's whether I you know when my body's slimmer when um yeah I'm beautiful and amazing and perfect or my home is a big you know, I've got the big Fancy. house and, yeah. and the, mm-hmm. or I've got lots of money in the bank or I'm married with the, the two kids and the white picket fence. Right, right. Actually, any and all of that can be taken away from us. Yeah. What can't be taken away is you're already worthy, you're already deserving, you're already mm-hmm. loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell my clients all the time, I can't deliver you a Benz, but I can give you a peace of mind, period. And that is way more expensive than anything you can buy material. Everything people need is free. All of these other things are just to cause the chaos, to keep them in this rat race, to have that going so that they cannot find their truth. I have to keep going. I have to make more money. I have to, because I need that bigger house. I need the four Benzes in the driveway. I need the big rates. No, you don't. Because what you can go ask someone that has all of that and you can see if they're truly happy or have that self-love that they need. And I can almost guarantee because they're looking for that, like you said, externally when it's only involved, you can only find it within, period. No other person, your husband can't do it. Your wife can't do it. Your children cannot do it. Nobody, nothing can do it besides you. It's within you. And you know, what's really funny how you were saying is how when the the children come into this world, um, they come in as love. And you know, what's really funny is that kids until a certain age, well, basically until life starts kicking their butts or jading them they see things that us as adults cannot see with the blind eye because now our minds have been through so much that it's like no cover that don't look there don't look at that but these kids are just looking at things pure nothing jaded nothing on their hearts pure and see it for what it is and they actually know a lot more than adults do when it comes to people's true intentions or what they really want or what their heart condition is. Yeah. And I, I love that because, you know, often children express emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they know what they need. They know yeah. what they need in order to feel loved, supported, um, 
you know, uplifted, worthy, all of those things, they know what they need and they will tell you. Mm-hmm. And us as adults could really learn by spending a day with a, a three, four, five-year-old and just watching how they are being in the world and, and how they're asking for what they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then that three-year-old gets pushed down or shoved away. No, that's not love. I don't have time for you. So they tried to, survival kicks in and was like, okay, I got pushed down and punched for that. So I'm not going to do that. You know, and really the real thing is, especially this kind of touches home for me is because I have a little boy. And the problem here is that our whole lives, I have a brother, our whole lives. I remember hearing, telling my brother, don't cry, suck it up. You're a boy. You don't have feelings. You don't cry. His arms broken. What do you mean he doesn't cry? And if he weren't supposed to have emotions, why was it? Why were they given to him? Right. And then now he's a husband, and his wife is like, "Why don't you show me affection and love? Why are you not kissing? Why are you not holding me?" He's like, "What? What is that? I was told to shove that away and put those away and lock them up and never show those." Now my wife, we're having fights and we can't have a good relationship because I don't even know how to tap into that anymore, you know? And so it, like I said, I, 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 even if I help one person, that one person can take that to someone else, that someone, and it just will keep going like a wildfire. And that's all I'm here to do, you know, uh, make one person feel better. If that's all I can do, I feel like I'm successful in myself because I'm at least helping one person and not keeping my message to myself. Yeah. And I, I want to pick up on a little bit of, you know, it's really important that we include our men in conversations yes. around self-love because yes. they, they have been taught that. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have a partner who has learned you know, and it's been that's, a journey. That's awesome. And, you know, when, when he first met me, I expressed because <laughs> I, never, I never used to, yeah? Okay. And so whether it was sadness or frustration or, or whatever, I express in, in healthy ways. Yes. And he was taught not to, and particularly culture, Um. Mm-hmm. South American Latino culture. Let's just okay. kind of hide that down, yeah? yeah. And so, my expressing really brought stuff up for him, and he's like, "What's wrong with you? What's going on?" <laughs> and yeah. so, we've had a journey around him learning to. I I don't need you to fix it. I just what I need from you is to just hold that space. It's like a big warm embrace, right? And go. I trust you to move through whatever it is that's coming up for you. And for us women to provide that beautiful safe space as well for Mm -hmm. our men to go, I feel sad and that's okay. I feel upset and that's okay. I feel angry Mm -hmm. and that's okay. I feel like I'm lost or or stuck Mm -hmm. or confused or I don't know what I need. Yeah. Awesome. And, and giving our men permission to go find what that is and holding them in that beautiful, safe space to mm-hmm. go, I trust you to find it. What do you need from me? Yeah, that's awesome. And I, that's awesome for you because 
a lot of men go through life not being able to have those emotions and they they miss out on the best things. There, nothing can provide that. It's like I try to tell my clients, you know, when you first fall into love with someone, regardless if it's toxic or not, you don't know that at that point. But that feeling of feeling high off of nothing is that that's the best feeling in life. And if someone doesn't even get to experience it, they're not living. They're just here. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So, yeah. I, 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 and that's the thing is like when people ask me, who's your target market? I don't want to miss anyone. Men are just as, just as important to women. Um, you know, men and women are equal in my eyes. Everybody deserves to feel love, feel emotions, be able to express that and not think they're weak or less of a man or any of that. It matters. So if I'm not the right person, I've been doing networking so I can connect them with, you know, men that they might feel more comfortable with. But I always try to include men. I don't, the society has made it be like men against women. And that's just not where it's supposed to be. It's just not, it's love. Love is all together. We love everybody. It doesn't matter color, gender, whatever. Everybody just loves. And I, every time I say that, I'm like, I don't know if I just say that, but that's just truly how I feel. You know, the more people love, the better our world would be. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much, Erica, for sharing and for you know, connecting and having a conversation about something so important for people. Can you share with everyone where they can connect with you if they want to find out more about the work you do? Absolutely. Um, so all of my handles are on my website. That's probably the best. You can find my podcast there. You can get your free 30 minute consultation to see if we're a good fit. Um, and also my IG and everything. I try to do motivational little quotes here and there to keep people uplifted, little tools here and there, just throw out there for people to use. Um, and that you can find that on my website at livingandlovinglife.us. Thank you so awesome. much. And thank you. Thank you so Pleasure. much for having me and having the opportunity to share my story. Pleasure. Um, and it's lovely to connect with you from the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you interested in learning more about the work that I do, um, I have a sacred union, twin flame union masterclass coming up shortly. Please check my website, uh, thebarefootmedium.com.au or Facebook, Instagram, all of those places, the Barefoot Medium as well. And I hope wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening from, whatever it is that you're doing, please know that you are love. Please take some steps today to show yourself some love and to embrace what that looks like for you. And until next time, thank you so much for joining me on Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. Bye, guys. Thank you.